How can you best use the internet to join the number of successful former athletes online, even if you weren't the star of your sport? Well, today we'll chat with former All-American volleyball player, Rachel Ngome, to get a shortcut and a very specific strategy on how to best build a sustainable online brand and online business. So stay tuned, this is Athlete Story and I'm your host and coach, Anya Bolvia dedicated to helping former athletes like you own your sports career like other people may have an MBA. So it was a matter of just being relentless and just trying something else. And so I was, I was like, okay, this cold calling thing, like this does not work. I have to try something else, try something else, try something else. And then I finally found something that worked until it didn't. So I said, okay, that was great, but now we have to find something else. And that's when I found Pinterest. Rachel's successful. Welcome to the Athlete Story Podcast. Your chance to tap into wisdom from athletes and experts in world-class sports. You are about to be taken into a chat about sports careers and related issues between an awesome guest and your listening host. Sports insider, repurposed Olympic mogul skier, and former freeride world tour athlete, and getting back up to put herself back out there again and again and again. Just like you, that's what she did as an athlete to win the Junior Olympics and become an All American volleyball player. Now, in this episode, Rachel shares a short version of the story and a lot about how she's making an impact online with a business that's consistently attracting real buyers online rather than constantly chasing attention in vain on social media. So listen in and take advantage of Rachel's generosity with her experience as a former athlete gone online business. If you haven't already done so, I hope I can count on you to give Athlete Story Podcast a quick supportive review in iTunes or Stitcher or Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to it. Now, the home base for the podcast is on athletestory.com forward slash podcast. This is where I post all the episodes with the show notes and the relevant links and video version. So if you want to share this podcast with anyone, the easiest is probably to just share athletestory.com forward slash podcast. I'd love to connect with you directly and to get in touch with me, you can do that on athletestory.com or you can connect with me. Anja Bolbia on social media or on Skype, and that's A-N-J-A-B-O-L-B-J-E-R-G. Finally, you can also find Athlete Story Podcast on Instagram and IGTV or simply Athlete Story on Facebook or Pinterest. So now that that's out of the way, I look forward to connecting and let's get started with the show. Let's welcome Rachel Ngom from She's Making an Impact.com. Hi, Rachel. Welcome hey. to Athlete Story. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm very, very happy you could do this. So you've been an athlete yourself. I was wondering if you could just tell us a little bit about that and, and where you're going now. So my athlete background was I played volleyball for a long time, about 10 years. I played um, in the Junior Olympics. We actually won the Junior Olympics, competed in China, played in Italy. I was an All-American, got a full ride scholarship to play at the University of Illinois. And that's where I had a career ending injury to my rib cage, which was kind of a blessing in disguise because I was able to take six months off and go to Kenya and do an internship over there um, and then come back at my master's in social work. And since then, I started my own business. And right now I'm working with female entrepreneurs, helping them get more leads and sales with Pinterest. Short, oh. short version. How did you make that move over to social media and Pinterest and all that? Yeah. So I actually started off in the fitness space back 
seven years ago. This is crazy. Um, so a lot of the success that I had with my fitness business was on social media. And so I had a lot of entrepreneurs asking me to help them with their social media. And then I just kind of decided that was what really kind of like lit my soul on fire was working with other business owners and really helping them see success. And so it was been a little over a year since I made that transition out of the fitness space and a full force into my brand. She's making an impact. Um, and that's what we've been doing ever since. So that was very fast, but your brand is called she's making an impact. Yep. Right. So let's say this is all completely new to you. You hardly know what a blog post is. Yeah. Uh, or you, at least you don't know how to get started writing one. Where would you get started if you want to be the go-to expert on, I don't know, uh, tennis fitness, for example? For sure. I have a ton of resources, blog posts, free content on my website. So you can just go to she's making an impact.com. I'll teach you how to write a killer blog post. I've got a free Pinterest masterclass. I've got everything there to really help you get started. Oh, excellent. When you first got started, I think you were doing network marketing. Yep. Yeah. Network marketing. So you were basically selling products and having other people help sell those products for a fitness company or was it is a nutrition company, I think, right? Both fitness and nutrition. Right. Now that's a very popular way for athletes to <laughs> to make some extra money when yeah, they retire. Sure. Did you start that whole business on by creating your Facebook page and then you you see this is this is working this is working until the algorithm changed the yep. algorithm meaning how facebook chooses to show your content to people and then from there on you you figure out this is not the good way or did you start all the way out in like person to person and more physically or you were you directly up onto the I did everything under the sun to try and have success in my network marketing business. I mean, I failed for a good two years before I learned how to actually use Facebook the right way. Um, so I sucked. I was, I did cold calling. I bought leads. I did person to person. Like I tried anything. I hosted fit clubs. I did everything. Um, and it was when I learned how to use Facebook the right way. That's when my business really took off. So it was a matter of just being relentless and just tried something else. And so I was, I was like, okay, this cold calling thing, like this does not work. I have to try something else, try something else, try something else. And then I finally found something that worked until it didn't. So I said, okay, that was great. But now we have to find something else. And that's when I found Pinterest. And what you're teaching people, if we can put it like an athlete perspective to it. So we, if you try to imagine you're a, an athlete or a former athlete who wants to get more uh, speaking gigs or get booked for a conference or maybe even find sponsors or just put yourself out there and, and make your story be heard. And how would you go about doing that? Oh, gosh. Well, I think the biggest thing is having a personal brand. So building your personal brand, we use our blog for that. And now our podcast, it doesn't mean you have to be a blogger necessarily, but it means having content. It could be from a podcast, YouTube channel, something that you're putting on your blog. Pinterest drives traffic to that blog. And that's just going to help you get more eyeballs on everything that you're putting out there. And so we use Pinterest as kind of the lead generation um, to get people to see the content that we're creating. And from there, we can get them onto our email list and then market products and services to our customers. Right. Why would you say Pinterest works better for this than other, like the more social media where more athletes are on like Instagram and, and Facebook and 
Totally. <laughs> yeah. So in my fitness business, I actually built my Facebook fan page to over 50,000 followers, my Instagram to over 20,000. And it worked really well until the logarithm changed. And then all the traffic I used to get was completely gone. And so I was kind of scrambling, trying to make things happen. And that's when I stumbled upon Pinterest and blogging. And so I just started creating content, putting it on Pinterest. I didn't have this huge strategy behind it, but I noticed that I was getting a lot more traffic to my website. So I'm like, where are all these people coming from? And I saw that there were over 34,000 people per month coming to to my blog from Pinterest. And the crazy thing is I checked my analytics. It's been about one year since I actually touched that blog, uploaded any content, did anything on Pinterest. Literally, I haven't done anything with that business. The traffic has actually increased from Pinterest over that year. So, I mean, it's just a way for you to get in front of so many more people. It's a way for you to work smarter because whenever you post something on Facebook and Instagram, if part of your audience sees it like 1%, it's gone within 24 hours. So you're working so hard to create new content all the time. It's kind of like that rat race. You could work so much smarter just by putting your content up on Pinterest and literally stuff that I posted and I saw one from April 2015 is still bringing traffic to my site. That's amazing. Well, I guess it's also um, when you post on Instagram or Facebook, you, well, that's at least my experience. I don't always see what I want to see. So I suppose that the people who see what I post may not even want to see what I post. Whereas on Pinterest, people are searching for things and that's how they find you, right? Exactly. That's why it's so powerful. Pinterest is a search engine. So it's really not like another social media platform. So if you can get in the head of your ideal client and figure out what they're searching for when they get onto Pinterest, when they search for that, they can find you. Mm-hmm. So we've done myself and a bunch of my clients that have gone through my course pin with purpose have actually dominated the intermittent fasting space for women because this is such like a it's a good niche on Pinterest. Mm-hmm. And when people are searching for that, they're finding us. Um, so if you can understand keyword terms and search engine, it's brilliant. Okay, so uh, I'm going to try and not make it too technical <laughs> because for sure, for yeah, sure. If you were to try and get, let's say, try and get booked for uh, to come and tell your speech and get paid for that, what kind of uh, things would you post and how would you go about doing it? So, if you're talking about like an athlete, what are the, what's their niche? What are they doing? Well, let's say it's a tennis player who okay. uh, has retired but wants to still leverage that maybe they have a little bit of a household name and they have a good athlete story. They know how to talk about, for example, uh, resilience and overcoming obstacles. And okay. they want to pitch that so that they get a speaking gig in a, a corporation or a big organization okay. and make a, a bit of extra money off of that. So in terms of pitching, I don't do any pitching with Pinterest. I would be privately reaching out to somebody via email or even direct mail to get their information or to get on their radar, Um, even Instagram direct messaging. Mm -hmm. But in terms of Pinterest and generating leads, it's more for building your email list and actually making sales, not necessarily getting like media and publicity attention, although it's possible, but that's not what I use it for. So the idea is to get people onto your site and then capture their email. Yep, okay. exactly. So it's just a matter of knowing who are you trying to attract and what are they searching for so that when they search for it, they find you. 
All right. So let's go back to building a brand. If mm -hmm. you want to build a brand as an athlete or a former athlete, and maybe you you don't have a huge number of followers on Instagram or Facebook, or maybe you, you don't even want to go that way. Can you build a brand using Pinterest? For sure. I mean, you want to help people and solve a problem that they have, and you can do that with your content. Mm -hmm. So if someone is searching for something, they find you, they land on your blog. Let's say you write a blog post It could be about like athlete nutrition or whatever it is that you want to talk about. And they read it and they think, wow, that was so helpful. How else can I learn from this person? Mm -hmm. And that's when they start looking around. How can they work with you? How can they get on your email list? And you really start to build a relationship with them that way. Let's say you can maybe write one article, blog post a month, because that's all the time you've got. Mm -hmm. Can you still uh, get enough interest on a thing like Pinterest by, I don't know, posting different things that lead to that same article? Oh, totally. So I teach within my course to actually create at least five different images per blog post. So that way you'll have more content that you can be publishing. So you could create pins that have different headlines that are leading to the same blog post. So, um, for example, I, I've been running a, a website called Strong Skier <laughs> nice. for many, many years. So I have like a uh, very nice in-depth blog post up there about core training for skiing or balance and all these kinds of things are how to prepare for skiing. Yeah. Um, so instead of trying to constantly trying to find new angles to kind of more or less those same things and write mm -hmm. new blog posts, I would keep those blog posts there and, but then, uh, renew the doorway through Pinterest through those five. Kind, yeah. I mean, you totally could do that. I do suggest creating content on a consistent basis because you're building an audience and that mm -hmm. audience is looking to you to be consistent and show up for them. Right. So in terms of build, bringing new people to your site, you could totally be doing that and just mm -hmm. creating different images and using different headlines, but you want to make sure that you're nurturing your current audience too. Right, right. So I suggest blogging every week if you can, but maybe you do it twice a month if you can or once a month, but ideally you're doing it on a consistent basis and just adding a lot of value within that one blog post. Right. If you're already on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and you feel like, okay, this is enough, what would you choose and how do you see the future of, of, of this whole uh, social media marketing I mean, I, <laughs> I would choose Pinterest just because it's going to give you the most return for your time investment. And so you will spend a few hours getting it set up and really understanding the platform. But like I said, I haven't touched my fitness blog in a year mm. and it's still bringing that many leads. And so it's the lowest maintenance platform out there. If you were going to do two platforms, I would do Pinterest and YouTube in conjunction with your blog, because those are the search engine platforms. Yeah. And that's where you can really control how people are finding you because they're searching for something and then they find you. After that, I would probably do Instagram just because of Instagram stories and you can build a relationship with your audience there. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't really use Instagram to get new leads into my business. I take the leads that I'm getting from Pinterest and then Through our email funnel, we have emails that we send to them. I tell them to go follow me on Instagram because I provide different tips and resources there. Right. So I'm using that as a place to build a relationship with my people. That makes perfect sense to me because the, the, you're in a in an environment where people actually are looking for things. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so now we're trying to build our emailing list. How often do you need to email people to to stay in contact with them and get that relationship going? 
So I suggest starting with a nurture sequence, and that's basically the first three to five emails that you're going to send them after they subscribe. I actually send an email per day for an entire week just because people are subscribing to stuff all the time. And if you send one email and then they don't hear from you again for another month, they're going to have no idea who the heck you are. And so you want to make a good first impression and stay on their radar. So email them. I mean, maybe it's the first three days that they subscribe, but you're staying in contact with them. And then after that, I email at least once a week. I never go one week without emailing my list just because out of sight, out of mind. I don't want them to forget about me. Right. So the nurturing sequence, as you call it, what would that include? Just uh, this is who I am and this is how I can help you. And is that what it goes or is it more like personal stories and you're already uh, writing as if you're friends? <laughs> All of the above. So every email has a specific purpose and I'll have a specific call to action in that. So one of the first emails is actually, I call it the what, uh, what this says about you email. So I'm really speaking more about my ideal client and about them. And so I'm like, hey, you signed up because you have bigger dreams a bigger vision, bigger goals, all these things. I'm here to guide you and to help you along the journey. And then I use... Um, that email, every email, like I said, has a specific call to action. So in one of those emails, I might say, respond back and tell me what your biggest struggle is right now and what your goals are. Or another call to action might be, um, go follow me on Instagram. Or another call to action might be, here's another blog post that's really going to help you. Within our business, we actually use our nurture sequence. We call it a funnel where we're trying to get them to do a specific action. So we host a free Pinterest masterclass. Mm -hmm. And so within those emails, I'm teaching about Pinterest. And so a lot of times they have common misconceptions or why you should use Pinterest. So I'm kind of getting them used to the concept of using Pinterest for their business. And then within two of those emails, I'm inviting them to actually get on that free masterclass where they can learn more. Make sense? That makes total sense. Yeah. Now, um, this is athlete story. And so uh, I always try to link the athlete story to what the rest of the advice is that we're hearing. Yeah. Do you feel like you use anything from your athletic background in what you do today? Of course. <laughs> of course. Oh my gosh. So much. Um, discipline is huge. So just being disciplined to show up and be consistent. I think that's really big visualizing. So visualizing your success. I remember when I was, I think a freshman in high school, my coach actually had us have quiet time before our matches where we would visualize ourselves getting the kill and getting the ACE and all these things. So I do that in my business where I visualize the success that I'm going to have. That's so, like, it's crazy how well that works. It's so insane. Um, consistency, discipline, being on time. So I'm never late for anything. <laughs> um, and teamwork too. So we have like a killer team and there's no way I'd be able to do everything that we're doing right now without them. What else? That's the main stuff. And I guess being relentless too. You have to be relentless if you want to be successful in business. And are you competitive? <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. I've, t I've toned down quite a bit over the past couple of years because I married a very non-competitive person, which is funny because he's an athlete too. Um, he's a horse trainer, but he just likes to do it for fun. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know. Um, but yeah, I've toned down a little bit over the years, but my whole family is super competitive. I mean, we've played, there's a game in America called Spoons where it's like a card game and everyone grabs a spoon and we've actually like drawn blood playing that game <laughs> with how competitive everyone is. So we're actually not allowed to play that game anymore. Um, but yeah, very competitive. I think that's actually something that could do you a disservice if you're trying to be an entrepreneur because you might be comparing yourself to other people and mm -hmm. trying to, when you really should 
be staying in your own lane and just be better than who you were yesterday. Right. And how about patience? Is patience a good thing in this game? or in- You have to be patient. I mean, because a lot of people think like they expect overnight results and that's not going to happen. I mean, my this business really took off really quickly. She's making an impact. But it's it's because I had six years of prior entrepreneurial experience yeah. that I could apply into this business. And so you're probably going to suck for years. And you have to know that. Like I said, I sucked for two years before I started to really get success and get traction. So you have to be patient and relentless. Like you yeah. just have to keep going, try something new, find a different strategy, learn from a mentor, keep growing. Um, I definitely think one thing that I actually talk about this on my Pinterest workshop is that if you want to be the best, like an Olympic athlete, you have to learn from the best. And so hiring the best coaches, getting the best strategies, investing in yourself because you invest in yourself to learn from a good coach, right? Why wouldn't you do the same thing in your business? Exactly. That's why I'm trying to bring all the best people like you on the show so that the listeners and viewers have like the best advice out there. Thank you so much for these excellent tips. And uh, I hope that's encouraging people to get something started and, and take advantage of all this technology that can really help us not stress out too much about it, but take the advantages and leave the rest out of the game. For sure. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Athlete Story. You are awesome. If you are yourself a world-class athlete or former, don't hesitate to come over on athletestory.com and check out more free stuff and resources to help you thrive in and benefit from your sports career. Dare to prepare. Then get yourself out there. Stay in touch.